So let's get to the rest of this. All right. So Sarah Sidner, Sidner says she's going to go on CNN and tell a lot of this. I don't know, Jen. I think the most important, you know, they're on for what, whatever, five minutes, kind of relay that police are asking journalists for their papers, snapping their pictures and putting them in an app where we don't know where the hell the information is going right. in that app. It could be going uh, local authorities, federal authorities, CIA, FBI, Department of Homeland Security, U.S. Marshals, private contractors, private companies. Honestly, we have no idea where this is going. It's kind of if you're, I don't know, the host of a show called Reliable Sources, I don't know, maybe should be the lead story in my view. Let's see. We're going to just stop and start here. CNN's show. There have been cases of reporters harassed, assaulted, even arrested in Brooklyn Center in the last week. And there are real concerns about how police are treating journalists there. On Tuesday, CNN producer Carolyn Sung was thrown to the ground by state troopers and zip tied, even though she kept identifying herself as a journalist and showed her credentials. Sung is Asian American and she kept speaking in English, but still a trooper yelled at her, do you speak English? She was put on a prisoner transport bus. She was searched. She was ordered to undress and she was uh, ordered to put on an orange uniform. And then, after more than two hours, attorneys were able to intervene and secure her release. These details come from this letter that was sent last evening uh, from uh, dozens of media outlets sent to state authorities calling for change. So, going to stop it right there. Goes without saying, that is horrendous what happened to that CNN producer. I don't care if she's CNN or independent. That shouldn't happen. Particularly asking, do you speak English? Even though she was, she's, I don't know if she, I don't know where she, where she originates from, whether she was born here or abroad, but she speaks English. She was speaking English. So why are you asking her if she speaks English? Yeah. She's speaking English. Apparently from what I read, they put her, their hands in her shirt or touched her bra or something outrageously invasive. I mean, technically like I would say assault. Um, So, uh, you know, we're not belittling what happened to her. That's terrible, but it's very interesting. Brian Stelter, First example, and the only example in that segment, he mentions a CNN producer. Well, here's a little story, a little bedtime story for those at home. I was arrested in 2017, okay? And uh, with Ty, my cameraman back then at the Young Turks, he was with Status Quo when we started. And we spent the night in jail. Uh, I think I got out like three o'clock the next afternoon. It was pretty terrible, actually. Um, So I got out. And maybe I was a little naive. I said to Jank, like, what are we going to do here? Let's sue the St. Louis Police Department. I didn't do it. We didn't do anything. We were covering a protest. They took a highway in St. Louis. Um, we were covering it. We weren't with the protesters. We didn't organize it. We didn't coordinate. We just covered it. Um, and when I got out, I said, you know, let's sue the St. Louis Department, St. Louis Police Department. Uh, and Jank was like, yeah, yeah, we'll do it. And of course, like many things with Jank, he never did. So... Then I reach out to Brian Stelter. Maybe I was naive. I thought at least this, maybe CNN would pick up because it's like journalists shouldn't be getting arrested and thrown in jail for 17 hours. Uh, my, my cameraman who's black, they put real cuffs on him as opposed to zip ties on the rest of us. You know, real cuffs hurt compared to zip ties. And he basically told me before he retroactively said this is off the record. He basically told me um, yeah, you know, that's horrible, but we don't, you know, we don't really cover, you know, stuff 
outside of mainstream press. Like that's literally what he told me. So I said, okay, so I basically said, okay, so if Washington Post was put in jail for 17 hours or, you know, CNN or a local outlet, then it's, then it's an infringement on freedom of the press. But if it's kind of like a up and coming journalist of a freelancer, you know, I mean, the young Turks was technically independent back then. I don't know about now, uh, but they were a big name. I think the young Turks was a big enough name that it should have been covered uh, that, you know, the U S press freedom tracker covered it. A couple smaller places covered it, but he basically gave me this totally elitist answer that, yeah, we, we won't touch it if you're not like at our cocktail parties. That's basically it. Jen, I mean, is that how you take it? Yeah. I mean, that is um, just, you know, it's not surprising from from someone like him. But then you haven't shown his tweet yet, his performative like, oh, my gosh, I cannot believe this attack on press, like whatever. And then it's and then I send it to you. I was like, this is really nervy <laughs> considering how he treated you essentially it's that's how these people are though they they are not consistent they don't actually care about you know journalistic freedoms they care only about their own they care only about you know the cnn name um and not actual press freedoms and you know that is part of the reason why uh you know julian assange for example you don't hear uh, support for him on mainstream media and that is I think that's part of the same issue. They do not care when it doesn't come to their own. And by the way, when I told Jenk about this and said, you know, I, I said, I was just like, I'll give it to Jenk. I won't even do a video. Let Jenk go off thinking like, this is kind of. Oh my God. Yeah. Or what TYT says it is. This is red meat. I mean, you got a CNN anchor basically telling you, yeah, you know, we don't, we don't deal with you proletariat journalists sorry you got arrested you know come again when you're come again when you move up the ladder to the washington post and jank right jank basically said no he spun it as like well we don't want to publicly put him on blast because if we sue the st louis police department we want to you know lobby him to cover that i was like which is absurd like he won't even cover that i got arrested you think he's gonna cover that we're suing them get the out of here so anyway whatever it's not watergate but it just shows you brian stelter and his ilk don't particularly care because, by the way, he chose to show the CNN producer that was just violated by police there. And she was. Like I said, we don't sugarcoat. What happened to her is awful. In this segment, you will see he, he doesn't show the independent journalists that are bleeding from their legs from rubber bullets. They don't. Right. They, he, he's not showing in this segment independent journalists who have had to go to the hospital, to the emergency room. John showed that. He's not showing independent journalists who have bandages all over their chest and they're around their back from what police have done. He's only highlighting the police, the CNN person. And the point is, all of whether it's CNN or Status Coup or somebody we've never even heard of, if they're performing journalism, it should be highlighted that police are doing this. It should also be highlighted that police are doing this to the protesters too. Journalists. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're protected by the Constitution, but they're doing the same to protesters. And 99% of the protesters are not doing anything to warrant that. So let's get back to more of this. 
You can see the headline there from USA Today about police rounding up journalists, forcing them to the ground, uh, taking pictures of their faces and press credentials. Now, as of Saturday night, as of Sunday morning, the police are vowing they will not do that again. Uh, Minnesota Governor uh, Tim Walz is expressing regret for some of the episodes in the past week, uh, an embarrassment for the mistreatment of journalists. He's writing on Twitter that journalists must be allowed to safely cover protests and civil unrest. And I've directed our law enforcement partners to make changes uh, to make sure that journalists don't face barriers. Bottom line is that unrest is no excuse to violate the First Amendment. And all of this is unfolding while reporters uh, in Minnesota are bracing uh, for the verdict uh, in the Derek Chauvin trial. Uh, closing arguments expected to begin tomorrow. With me now live in Minnesota are the CNN correspondents, Sarah Seidner and Miguel Marquez, who are living this story and telling the world about it every single day. Miguel, you were with Carolyn, uh, Carolyn Sung, the producer who was arrested. Uh, thankfully, you were not uh, detained or arrested that evening. But these problems have been going on throughout the week. Uh, there was a, a video shared on Twitter uh, of a water bottle being thrown at your crew uh, on one occasion. This seems like it was protesters trying to uh, trying to create trouble. This was a story that went viral in right wing media. Frankly, they claimed CNN was covering it up, which is ridiculous. But but tell us what happened. Tell us what happened, Miguel. Yeah, it was, it was no cover up. There was a lot of things happening at Brooklyn Center Police Station. There was the main body of protesters that were holding a rally and sort of focused on the you know, eyes on the prize and focused on what they wanted to do. There were a few protesters at the gates to the police station yelling at the police. And then we there also then there was the phalanx of a law enforcement behind the gates. And we wanted to sort of show all of that in our live shots and tell people what was kind of going on there. Uh, we even moved because some protesters didn't want to be on camera, so we moved to accommodate them. Then another smaller group of protesters came around and started sort of shouting us down. They had a loudspeaker. They were trying to shout us down. They wanted us, they wanted us to move to a place where we couldn't see the protesters that were taunting the police. Uh, and that's when this water bottle gets thrown at one of our, our guys. He stumbled back, fell over, tripped over a curb, but it heightened everything at that point. We started trying to figure out how to make an exit because it was just getting too intense there, but we didn't want to look like we were running. That's when somebody hit me with a water bottle, and then we sort of just started moving toward our cars. They continued to sort of pelt us with whatever they could find. Uh, we got in the car and we took off. I, I, I cannot blame them for being angry, but you know, a lot of people are very angry, suspicious of the press, the corporate media, all those things come into it at these places. And uh, it was just one of those situations that it was intense, there were people who were angry at everything and everybody, and we happened to be in the wrong place at the wrong time. Oh, my God. That's infuriating. You just can't make this up. I don't even know where to start. Jen, you go first. The, the thing is, there are assholes in every group. There's also a lot of anger, um, including at the media, including at CNN. It's, it's not just Trump supporters that have CNN sucks ringing through their heads as a brain worm. I mean, as a, what did I call it? Not a brainworm, whatever, earworm. Um, so the fact that they spent time on, on this, like, sure, it's bad once again. Yeah, like, that's not great. The guy fell down. That's, that's not cool. But this, the issue with police is systemic. They murder black people. They just murdered another black man, a a black 20-year-old father with a baby son. They just murdered him during the Derek Chauvin trial. It's not even it's been a year since George Floyd was murdered. So what like to spend time on this 
is insanity. And that little, the freaking Chiron at the bottom, CNN assailed by protesters. Give me a freaking break. That's, that's so maddening. I didn't even see that part uh, earlier. God. Well, there's a few things because, you know, the great Noam Chomsky is part of manufacturing consent. He makes the point um, of media framing. So let's start with Brian Stelter's verbiage. You know, some folks up to no good. That's how he said it. Some folks up to no good. Am I watching Bill O'Reilly? <laughs> first of all, first of all, listen, am I saying it's okay to throw water bottles at police? Yeah, by the law. No, it's not. But I don't know. Like magnitude here, Mr. Stelter, who's up to no more? Who's up to more no good? Right. Because okay? there's literally protesters and we're showing the footage. CNN is not showing this footage. That's the point. They're pretending to be brave and on the frontier and in the trenches. They're not showing footage of protesters. The only thing they're doing is screaming at the police, which is certainly legal, certain with, certainly within their right. They're getting maced, tear gassed, pepper bullets, rubber bullets for basically cursing at the police. It's not illegal. It's allowed. And the police are lucky if that's all they get from these black, brown and white allies who are out there literally fighting for their lives. These black people are not out just to protest. They're out because their lives are at risk. Their families' lives are at risk. And Brian Stelter wants to talk about, oh, you know, you know, some folks that are up to no good. Then Omar Jimenez, more of this framing, um, you know, puts it as, uh, you know, uh, those who were, I forget his exact words, but, you know, those who were oh, taunting the police. Again, more framing. You know, there were protesters taunting the police. Oh, are they such delicate butterflies? They could shoot within half a second. But it's, you know, these protesters are taunting the police. They're framing it as it's almost equal. You know, it, right. it's like the protesters are, you know, doing wrong and the police are doing wrong. Uh, I think the police showing up as G.I. Joe and G.I. Jane with military garb that you see in Fallujah and Baghdad um, and Afghanistan, which we'll see if Biden actually follows through uh, with these shields and these tanks and all this. I'd say that's really taunting if you ask me. And I'm a white guy. So obviously black people are the ones that feel the most threatened. But again, this framing of, oh, well, the protesters are taunting. And the worst part of it to me, the worst part about that part of it is they're just like, playing dumb like yeah you know just some of them don't like the media and don't want the media out there like not even at all evaluating why is it that they're telling cnn to move why is it right. that they're telling is it because they just don't trust the media overall because i haven't seen them you know there are some people who say to john yeah i don't want to be on camera but i don't really see i haven't seen john or other independent outlets they embrace independent media when we're out there but they're asking CNN to move, Omar, not just because of a blanket distrust in all media. It's a disgust with you because they've watched you over the years do stenography for the police. Yeah, yeah. Excuse me, I'm pressed. I, I, can, I can walk. Listen. They need to take your picture. No, they don't need to take No, that's not how it's Hey, Lieutenant. Lieutenant, can I, can I, 
What is the reason? I'm not, I can't hear. I'm just, What's the reason for you guys um, stopping press here, taking the What's the reason? So we have to identify that one. So right now they were told that there's an arrest, right? So we want to release the press. But right now this is our, our perimeter, right? There's no there's no need. You guys shouldn't be taking pictures of the press. So how do we identify press from anybody else? By their press credential, right? Okay, so There's we. There's no reason to take so, a, a personal picture on your, on your cell phone. I understand, but it's it's an app that we're using to track all of our notes. All right. So it's an, incredible. It's an app that they're using to track their notes. Notes. Let me tell you something. Okay, not my first rodeo. <laughs> all right. You mean to tell me that they are just putting their photos in an app, and it's for note keeping. And it's not possibly going to the FBI, Department of Homeland Security, possibly the CIA, God knows, private contractors, dare I say Amazon, uh, Microsoft. We don't know where the hell these photos of these journalists are going. Uh, secondly, you know, they asked, well, how are we supposed to uh, differentiate protesters from journalists? Uh, how, how did you do it before? <laughs> Most of them are holding cameras. <laughs> or they have press badges. And this is how this person, Sarah Seidner, is. She's a reporter for CNN. And she wrote, I'm, a, I'm in my 25 years as a reporter, I've never, ever seen. I've never heard a police officer in America actually say journalists will be arrested during a protest. But that happened in Brooklyn Center last night. We stayed because we're so brave. I saw Sarah Seidner, that CNN reporter there, mostly sitting in the CNN van, and when she wasn't in the CNN van, I saw her doing stenography for the North Dakota police, where she would literally report whatever the hell the police told her. Uh, she was not, I did not see her at most of the real, real like confrontations, you know, police being, police free, uh, shooting rubber bullets at protesters, grenades at protesters, tear gas at protesters, uh, beating up Native Americans, um, freezing water. I didn't see her and it wasn't exactly, you know, you could see other press there. Uh, and the reports she did were very extremely slanted towards what the police were saying, which was just bullshit that, you know, protesters are setting fires to cars and protesters are hurling weapons at police and all this bullshit that wasn't the case. Wasn't. At the most, water bottles. Water bottles are being thrown. Not exactly tyranny. So that's Sarah Seidner. And to her credit, she's added these things. She was out covering the George Floyd protests. I think she's covered other protests. So it's not like she's in a studio doing nothing. She is out. But as a CNN reporter, okay, kudos if you leave the studio, but how are you presenting the story is always important, I would say, Jen. So I got into it with her on Twitter. I showed this uh, the other day, but I'm going to show it again for those that missed it. So I wrote back, interesting, considering my cameraman, I arrested were arrested covering a BLM protest in St. Louis in 2017 and CNN host declined to cover it. We'll get to that a little bit later. So she says, I'm sorry that happened to you, Jordan, but I did not say that police, I did not say that police don't arrest journalists in America. I said, I have not heard police announce they are going to do so two different things. So I don't know what protest she's been at. Cause I hear it at almost every protest I've covered. Uh, police saying, we'll arrest you if you don't leave, which they don't have a legal right to do, by the way. So I wrote back, bit of a distinction without a difference. I've seen this many times. 
Unrelated, not that you're CNN's president, but maybe you could suggest anchors stop doing sympathetic play-by-play for the police and emphasize they are committing war crimes, pointing out tear gas is banned in, you know, war. So she wrote, I would call what I said accurate. I don't know which anchors you're referring to. I've not heard what you are saying they have said. (laughs) What I can agree on is the insane dichotomy that tear gas is banned in war abroad, but police can use it against Americans at home. Um, No, they can't. That's the point. It's illegal, but they use it anyway, and it's been accepted. Only Shama Sawant seems to point, well, Bernie too, has pointed pointed this out and tried to get it prohibited. But even when the uh, Seattle mayor finally caved and said they can't use it, the Seattle Police Department said, screw you, and used it anyway. Same thing in Portland. Um, So I wrote, If and when you get a chance, you should watch back your colleague Don Lemon's narration emphasizing police having water bottles thrown at them while largely ignoring the brute and illegal force they are using on press and protesters. So uh, she wrote, I will do that. But usually (laughs) he's talking to me (laughs) and I'm reporting what we are seeing, brutality and all. No, you're not, because I have you on side by side while John's on. And it is night and day, the difference in John's reporting or unicorn ride or others and this sanitized version so i said thanks then i very much looking forward i very much look forward to cnn reporting minnesota police are stopping journalists and taking pictures of them and their ids to store in an app seems like a pretty glaring violation of press freedom cnn should be all over so she said i don't know jen i took this as a you know took her at a word I'll be talking about a lot of this on reliable sources tomorrow. Oh, yeah. So, Jen, I don't know. Would you say the most if she's got a couple minutes on reliable sources, would you think because reliable sources, for those of you who don't know, is CNN's like flagship, like press show. They talk about the media and threats to the media and Trump is a threat. Fox is a threat. But Stelter takes himself extremely seriously on this front. Right, right. Here's a photo of, a, I believe this is a photojournalist whose finger was broken. Uh, you can see there, he says he was shot in the hand with a rubber bullet by the police in Brooklyn Center, and the impact broke his ring finger in two places. So, like I said, we've got assaults, harassment, arrests. And, Sarah, that brings me to you. How do you navigate what is, you know, what six, seven nights of unrest, uh, in some ways predictable as it gets dark, uh, it gets uh, uglier there? How do you navigate it? You navigate it by doing your job. I mean, you're out there to show what is happening and out there to show what is really going on. And I do want to speak to something. You know, we've heard from the governor that he deeply regrets the misconduct, as he call it, um, of police that occurred against journalists in particular. Um, And so when you hear that, we've heard this before. Our reporter, Omar Jimenez, was arrested by state police here, and we heard the regret before. So what changed exactly? Nothing. Nothing changed. The police are still treating journalists, throwing them to the ground. The fact that they asked Carolyn Song, who is an excellent 
producer who cares deeply about the stories that she goes out and covers, the fact that they were asking her after throwing her to the ground, do you speak English? What does that tell you about the mentality of the police that grabbed her? It's not okay, and it should not be a regret. It should stop. It should change. Now, what they're doing to the journalists, they are also doing to some of the protesters who had nothing to do with the violence as well, and we should speak on that as well. So when you have these situations where you're in what is called a kettle. So there's more to go, but I just want to make a point. Jen, have you ever seen Sarah Seidner, Don Lemon, or any of these mother that outraged about <laughs> protesters? The same shit happening to protesters? Kudos to you for getting all riled up, Sarah Seidner, that they're doing it to journalists. Where is the same outrage for them violating protesters' First Amendment rights? Where is the same outrage for them violating protesters' humanity? Where was this outrage? Because I saw you at Standing Rock, Sarah Seidner, and I'm not trying to pick on you, Sarah Seidner, but let's just call it like it is. Where was this outrage when they were literally firing rubber bullets at indigenous women and men uh, and children, by the way, who were banging on drums? You were there. You didn't report any of it. Where was this outrage when they were literally point blank range tear, tear gassing people at Standing Rock? I've never seen them say uh, what's changed about protesters. But when it when it was their producer, again, horrible what happened to her. Or when it's their reporter who was arrested last year, again, not exactly detained for 17 hours like me, but still wrongfully arrested. They're outraged. But when it's actual living, breathing human beings, working class people, um, some might even watch CNN. They don't give a damn. They don't report it. They just talk about protesters are throwing water bottles at police. They don't go up close. Like Brian Stelter showed that tweet. I could promise you they because I literally have CNN on while I'm watching John stream. Uh, and I'm not just watching John streams. I'm in and out. I'm doing the live chat. I'm pushing out clips. I'm doing all these things. I'm trying to see if there's something I could find out for him that he can't find out in the moment. There's no there, there's no comparison between what CNN, let's throw an MSNBC to that too, is showing and what we're showing. It's night and day. CNN is always seemingly like just a safe distance away from where people are getting brutalized. By the way, you don't see this. They also have security around them, these corporate outlets. We certainly do not. And I'm not, you know, whatever, they got the money to have security, that's great. I wish we could have security. But they, I have never seen this kind of outrage from a reporter that they're doing this to unarmed protesters, that they're doing this to protesters who are not hurling anything at police, that they're doing this to protesters whose biggest sin is yelling at the police. You ever, did you see that, Jen? What? The protesters yelling at police? No. Did, have I missed the Reliable Sources interview where Sarah, Sarah <laughs> Snyder showed that outrage for hmm. them doing that? You, to protesters or just black people in general? They can either let you go to your car or let you go back, or what they were doing was literally jumping out and snatching people and throwing them to the ground. Now, the other converse side of this, of course, is that police were in a situation at one point where they were getting things thrown at them and they reacted. But the way that they're reacting seems to be extreme compared to the things that are happening to them when they're in full riot gear. Um, and so seeing that happen, it is our job to be out there to show everything that's going on, what's 
what's happening to the police, what the police are doing to people, and what the protest is all about. Because this protest yeah. is ultimately about the pain of somebody who was shot and killed for no good reason. A few things right there. First of all, if she thinks that these protests are about the pain that somebody was shot and killed, you know, I don't want to, as a white man, tell her what it's about, but I will tell her, you need to get your eyes checked if you think that's what these protests are about, okay? These protests are not about the pain. These protests are about the anger and desperation of black people who are being executed every day and are literally sitting ducks for police. That's what these protests are about. It's not about the pain or the need for a conversation. It's about a hun hundreds of years of sin in this country. It's about a country built on white supremacy. Yeah, bring on the trolls if you want to come at me. That's what this is about. You know, John had footage of somebody today saying, I don't know what justice is. Literally, a raw, real answer. I don't know what, do you, what, what does justice look like? All right, if, jo if Derek Chauvin is found guilty, yeah, that's justice in the short, like a, in a little micro, vision, micro term. But what is justice for black people in America? It's the whole system is unjust. Well, you know, one guilty verdict's not going to change the system. Uh, and he said, I don't know what justice would be. But it seems like they don't even get what they're covering. They don't even get what these people are out there for. Yeah, they're in pain. But the real emotion I see is more anger and desperation and fighting back against executions. I mean, most of the people out there, particularly black people, know somebody who's been killed by police or injured by police, or targeted by police, or they have been targeted by police. So she doesn't even know what she's talking about. And the second thing is this framing, you know, we're out there to show like the good and the bad, what the police are doing and what's happening to the police. What exactly is being done to the police? I don't really get it. I'm watching and I don't see what's happening to the police. Is, is water bottles being thrown at the police such a, such tyranny? I mean, again, you're not supposed to. I'm not saying go do it, but it's like water bottles. The police aren't being shot at by protesters. The police are being screamed at through fences by protesters. So what's happening? It's it's this twisted bullshit framing that somehow like, oh, the protesters are up. Brian Stelter said, you know, people, uh, you know, whatever he said, up to no good or up to trouble or whatever. And Omar Jimenez saying taunting police. And Sarah Seidner saying, what, you know, what's being done to the police? There's very little being done to the police compared to what the police are doing to these black men all over the country. It is insane framing. And for her to say, you know, these pro we're just there to show you the pain. Well, if you want to show the pain, maybe you should be showing the police and the blood coming from these rubber bullets, pepper balls, tear gas, because they're not showing any of that. Have, have you seen that, Jen? I haven't seen any of that, uh, certainly. Um, and I think, you know, we, we keep talking about framing, and I, I think that's because this clip is, is a masterclass in uh, manufacturing consent, as you mentioned earlier. Um, the fact that they can't mention the mistreatment of protesters uh, by police without saying, but protesters were throwing things at them. 
um, they have to qualify it, you know, each time. Meanwhile, as we showed in yesterday's stream uh, from John's reporting, there was uh, one clip that, that I always, you know, I always say shocking, but then I say, well, it's not really shocking because it's not surprising. But they're literally protesters were taking a knee, taking a knee in mass. And all of a sudden, right as they're taking a knee and a gentleman is, is leading them to take a knee and, and I probably to, to, to start chants or, or maybe a moment of silence, we don't know because suddenly the police start shooting uh, pepper balls, um, probably pepper balls, we don't know exactly what it is, um, into the crowd and spraying tear gas into the crowd. The crowd of people taking a knee. So the framing that CNN has here of, well, what the cops are doing is in response to what the protesters are doing is completely wrong. And that's something that uh, that other outlets are doing as well. I know we're, we're talking about CNN right now, but uh, I want yesterday as I was getting ready for yesterday's live stream, I was listening to Washington Post's um, take on this in, in their podcast. And they they were saying uh you know that 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 protesters were getting arrested because they were breaking curfew and that's you know that's they, they basically said that that's the only uh reason or, or they they framed it as, as if the police were only arresting protesters for legitimate reasons then that's all and i wanted to throw my phone across the room because if you know, that, that person, that reporter um, is in Brooklyn Center. So they are outright lying. That is an outright lie. Th these people aren't, you know, getting arrested because of breaking curfew. They, they start calling, um, you know, uh, what is it, an unlawful um, gathering or whatever it's called, way before curfew, most of these nights. And just start, you know, harassing people and beating people and journalists and protesters, et cetera. And so the this mainstream media issue goes beyond CNN, but CNN and especially this clip is is a great and horrifying example. And by the way, well, it's the Washington Post, so I'm not shocked. But and by the way, where they're storing these journalistic the journalist photos and IDs into this app probably is going to the Washington Post owner, Jeff Bezos and Amazon, but that's a whole nother thing. So nobody's asking, well, why, why did the police get to set it? Why did the mayor or the, or the police get to set a curfew for protest? Yeah. You get to kill these black men with impunity. And then you get to serve, you get to set the terms of the response. It's one thing if the city is on fire, it's not, but you get to, all right, if they scream a little too much at you or there's too many people, we're going to set a curfew. And we're then er, way earlier, as you pointed out, Jen, going to say this is an unlawful gathering based on what? We're just making it up and start arresting people. So they're killing these black people. Then they're in large, in many cases, covering it up after the fact or trying to cover it up after the fact, trying to stop the videos from coming out. Then when the videos come out, then they try to basically contain the protests and they have CNN complicit as their accomplices, you know, in showing a highly sanitized version of things. Yeah. Let's finish this clip off here. Where you were talking with a man who said, the media makes this worse, the press just makes this worse. That moment certainly went viral this week. What do you say to that, the idea that the press makes this worse? Look, 
we're out here to tell the story. If we don't show up, guess what happens? We get slayed for not being there to show what's going on. So there's this dichotomy that we are constantly juggling. And there is a reality to if there are cameras there, then people are shown, sometimes it encourages more people to come to an area that may have nefarious ideas, but we're just reflecting what is happening out there. And so to that gentleman, I said, look, if you wanna talk about the issues, let's talk about them right now. You're live on TV. He did not believe me, but we were live on television. He had a platform to the world at that moment in time. And that is all we're doing is we are here to reflect what is going on in the society. And to be perfectly honest, everybody has one of these. They have their own little TV station. So if we weren't right. there, trust me, it would get out. And that's what's changed is that the media, whether you call it mainstream media or not, everybody has their own little TV station and they're all broadcasting all the time. So attacking us isn't doing a whole lot of good. And as I said then, we're not going away. I'm not leaving. This is my job, but I care about the community as well. And I want to tell the stories, both the good and the bad, whatever is happening. Okay, time for my glasses to come off. Because I'm going to go fucking nuclear. First, that one, yeah. Mm -hmm. First of all, Miss Sarah Seidner, number one, number one. Again, with the framing. Oh, you know, people, if, if people see it on the news, you know, more people come with nefarious intentions. What are you, writing a police press release? Nefarious intentions. Yeah, the nefarious intentions of wanting to scream because they are under attack. The nefarious uh, intentions of wanting to Scream and dare, God forbid, get up in the face of a police officer through a fence, by the way, because the police are separating themselves through fences, because day after day, hour after hour, black people are being murdered all over this country. That, that, those nefarious attentions or the water bottles? Which one are you talking about? 